Hello and welcome to the Mages Mess Hall podcast. We are back. This is episode 151. And it's just me at the moment, Gavin. Um, the others, we had a little bit of technical difficulties. We were trying to get uh, to record an intro and an outro for this episode tonight. Um, but Kelly and I could not. There was a, just a few technical issues. So we, unfortunately, we couldn't do it. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it on my own. We actually don't need very much because the interview that we've got with our special guest is long enough and fantastic enough that you don't need to hear drivel from us. So uh, this is just a very quick intro. Um, the follow-up episode to this, we're probably going to explain a little bit about what we've been up to in our two, over two-month break from recording. Um, but right now, like I say, we've got this great interview um, with the one and only Trevor Panic from O-Town. Uh, for those of you who don't remember O-Town, O-Town were a band that came out of the TV show from M- on, on MTV, Making the Band, back in 2000. Um, Lou Pearlman, um, the infamous Lou Pearlman, uh, put O-Town together um, as kind of like a new Backstreet Boys slash NSYNC. Uh, there was five of them. And they're still together now. They did take a big break there for a while. Um, I think it was, when did they split up? I think it was like 2002, 2003. They went on hiatus and then they came back and I think it was 2014 uh, with a brand new album, One Member Down. Um, but actually just became this really incredible band um, write a lot of their own songs now in fact the last album they wrote, produced and did everything in fact they do everything now um, as Trevor, you'll hear Trevor explain in the, in the, um, in the interview <clears throat> but these were a really big inspiration for me musically um, you know as most of you know I used to be in a pop band as well years ago um, many many people would call us a boy band um, but yeah O-Town were a really big inspiration and we, we performed a lot of O-Town songs um, you know, because we didn't have enough of our own material, so we had to cover other pop band songs. And O Town were, were kind of our go-to band, if you like. Um, so this was a really, really good one for me personally, and Kelly as well. You know, Kelly loved O Town back in the day, and Mike too. You know, Mike, as you know, has produced music since he was like fifteen, and um, you know, O Town have been a big inspiration for him because we just we're just big fans of pop music. So we do have that coming up. Um, also, just wanted to kind of just uh, you know mention that our last episode with Jeff Bergman, the voice of Bugs Bunny, um, would just it just blew up, and it, it's been like our biggest episode ever that we've ever had, and it was great because it was like, although we weren't stopping the podcast, it was kind of like we were going out on a high because we were taking a few months off, and just to to kind of go out knowing that like we've gone out on a really popular episode, and it wasn't just an episode where a few people had listened. This one just blew up. Um, it done really well off, off the get-go, but then when Space Jam 2 came out, which, you know, Jeff voiced Bugs Bunny for that movie, um, and Jeff was wonderful as well. Thank, a shout-out to Jeff. You know, thanks so much, Jeff, for the promo that you did for us. You know, he actually retweeted the links, and he told people to go and check it out, and he posted it to his own social media. Um, and, of course, you know, his fans went and listened to it, and it did really well. And, yeah, it was just our biggest episode yet. So if we do have some new listeners listening to us from off the back of that, thank you very much for sticking around, and hopefully we'll keep you entertained. Uh, Ukadian as well. If anybody's waiting for the music that me and Mike are doing with Ukadian, which is our, like, side project musically, it's the name of our, like, band, if you like, although there's only two of us doing it. Um, it is. It, we're still working on it. Like, what's happening is that, like, we decided to do this EP of, like, six tracks, and... It sounds relatively straightforward, but with me and Mike, it's not, because we'll get so far, and then we'll go, you know what? let's just leave this song now and start a new one so we've ended up like it's ironically the last song that we're working on for the EP there's five already done um, a few little tweaks here and there but they're finished and then there's, the, there's this last song and we keep 
we keep writing halfway and getting this great track and then going, you know what, let's just start something different and see what comes to us. So we start something different and then we're like, wow, this has got to be the, the sixth song and then we'll start another one. So that's kind of where we're up to now and we feel like we've got the song that's going to finish off this EP really nicely. Um, but who knows? I mean, it is in the works. It's coming, you know, Kimmy, our friend Kimmy has done the artwork for it and it's it's amazing. Um, we've also done a song, I don't know if I've mentioned this, but I'm going to mention it now because we do mention it in the interview with Trevor. But uh, our friend Brad um, from LFO actually has done a track with us, like one of the, tr- the songs I wrote it back in like 2007. Um, we've decided we were going to revamp some of our old songs. You know, Mike brought some of his to the table. I brought some of mine to the table. This song was one of mine. And we revamped it, changed some of the lyrics. Uh, and we decided, you know what, this would be really nice with like a rap section on it. So we asked Brad and he said he'd love to do it. So he is on the track. We've done the track with Brad from LFO. I, I still can't believe that we managed to, to get Brad. I mean, it's amazing. And the song is like, this is where it was supposed to be. It just sounds so complete now. And that's the one like I'm personally most excited about putting out there for everyone to listen to because it's it's a special track. So that one is coming up. I'm not going to name the name of it yet, but it's it's coming soon. I promise you. If anyone is waiting, I know there's a few people that are like really eager to hear what we've done. It's coming, and I I just want to say thanks for for waiting. Your, your patience means a lot to us. Also, I want to give a shout out to to my buddy Jason Wright, who sent me a box of these amazing goodies from Idaho, which is where he's from. And it's it's all stuff that's like got huckleberry in, and we don't get huckleberry in the UK, and we don't get huckleberry here in Canada. And I didn't know what to expect, and it's actually it's so nice. Like he sent me this this jelly, or as we would call it in the UK, jam. He sent me this little jar of like preserve, preser- you know, jam preserve, which is just so tasty on toast. He sent me some gummies with you know huckleberry huckleberry flavor gummies. Um, there was like pretzels like dipped in like a, a yogurt that was like oh sorry yogurt back in the UK I'm used to saying yogurt now um, it was dipped in like a, you know a, a huckleberry yogurt kind of thing um, and there was a couple of other goodies in the box and so nice of him to do so Jason th- I know I've thanked you you know via via our social media but uh, thanks thanks again for sending that because like you know it's just it's so nice you know like people don't have to do that that kind of thing and, and when they do it's it's really really appreciated and and uh, yeah, that was no exception, Jason. It was just amazing. So thanks so much. And I have, I still haven't finished it all. Like you just do so much stuff in there, and I'm still working my way through it. But it's tasty stuff. If you've never tried Huckleberry, guys, go and check it out. It's really good stuff. It's kind of like a cross between like, I guess like it's more of a, a sour taste in blueberry, is the way I would describe it. Um, but yeah, it's really good. Um, what else was there? Um, that's about it, really. I think we can probably go through to our interview now. Um, I just want to give out the details again as well because it has been a while and there's been a few little changes with the details as well. So let's just go ahead and give those out. Our website is down at the moment. We've taken it off. It's not on anymore. So if you do go to majorsmessel.com, you're not going to get majorsmessel.com. You're going to get some mumbo jumbo about the website being taken down. But we've took it down because it's old. There's photos on there of people that are no longer you know, on the podcast anymore. Um, and we it needs revamping. So we were just like, you know what? We can... We're going to start giving stuff out via a, a different website, which I can't even remember the name of it now. I think it's Linktree is the name of it. And basically Linktree is you can just go to it and you can link everything on this one. It's on linktree.com forward slash majors mess I think that the handle that you go to um, and then it'll just take you to all of our social media. Everything is on there and you just click what you want to go on. It's not as good as a website, but it's going to do us for now. So we're going to stick to, to using that. Um, but I haven't I haven't uploaded any of our proper stuff to it yet, so that's why I'm not going to 
promote it too much right now so i'm just going to give off the individual details which is if you go to instagram uh, mages mess hall uh, po- sorry mess hall podcast at mess hall podcast on instagram our twitter is at mages mess hall uh, you can find us on facebook just search mages mess hall and our patron if you want our patreon page if you want to become a patron of ours you can go to patreon.com forward slash mages mess hall and sign up to become a patron and as always, thank you very much to all those patrons who do support us now. Uh, we could not do this without you. Um, one of the headaches, actually, of us kind of getting set up is now, is, and you're going to hear a drop in quality when, when, the episode, when the interview comes on, is that we're now recording via Zoom and not Skype anymore. And we're going to use Skype if a guest requests it. But for right now, we're just we're only recording from uh, using Zoom. So because I'm still getting used to Zoom, because I'm, I'm old school, like I'm all about Skype, uh, most people want to use Zoom, which is why we moved to Zoom. Um, I'm still getting used to it, so me and Kelly just could not figure out what we were doing tonight, and we were on a time crunch, so I, in the end, I was just like, you know what, let's just leave it for now. Um, but you will hear drop in quality because, again, I didn't... I'm recording this on one computer right now. You can hear me right now, and it's nice, crisp, and clear. When the interview comes on, you are going to notice that it's almost like it's... I don't want to say through a cell phone because it's not it's not that bad it's it's just recorded via the internet and everyone sounds the same and it sounds fine but it's not as crystal clear as this and i am working on trying to even trying to you know make it so that it is crisp and clear uh, just like i am right now uh, i just don't know how long that's going to take um we'll figure it out eventually but this is definitely the way to go it's just the preferred way and also as well um you know we're going to start doing our video interviews as well our video episodes so if you do want to watch this at this interview with Trevor, you can go to our uh, YouTube page. Just type in Majors Mess Hall uh, on YouTube, and you'll find our page there. Or you can just type in the, the entire title, uh, Majors Mess Hall, episode 151, O-Town's Trevor Pennick, or Trevor Pennick of O-Town from O-Town, and you'll find the interview. You won't, you won't hear the intro that you're hearing now, but you'll be able to watch the actual full-length interview with Trevor, um, which is really cool. So and then we're going to do that, you know, with all the guests as well. If if you know they don't mind us recording the video of, of the episode, and we will be putting it up on the YouTube page just as an a little extra for people if they want to go and watch that. So that's another good reason, you know, why we should have Skype. And like I say, most people want to use Skype now. They, they, sorry, not Skype. Jesus, um, Zoom. Most people want to use Zoom now as opposed to Skype. So it's definitely the way to go. So with that said. I'm going to leave you now with our interview and we'll be back in a few weeks' time. This is our interview with O-Town's Trevor Pennick. Okay, so um, welcome to the Majors Mess Hall podcast. My name is Gavin. Um, I don't know where they are to on your screen, but the other guy is Mike. Hello. Um, and then we've got Kelly. Mike and Kelly, Hi. there we go. I see, I see everybody. What's going on? The, those Hello. guys are both back in the UK. I'm from the UK, but I'm in Canada. This is where I live now in Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, my wife told me that she's seen you guys perform here one time. It was like 20 years ago now, but you were on, I don't know if it was there. I don't know where it was, but it was somewhere in Nova Scotia when you guys first started. 
That's amazing. My, she, uh, remembers what, a... she remembers what she was wearing. She's like, I had this like this this uh, yellow hoodie on, and I'm like, how do you remember that? She remembers everything. So, <laughs> but she said it was a great show, and she said you did a solo, and it was I think it was an Outcast song. Was it? Okay, sorry, Miss Jackson. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, what a tune. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was awesome. I remember that. <laughs> I mean, I remember doing that solo. I don't remember that particular show and popped my mind, but um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did. We did a bunch of dates in Canada. We love going up there. You, you guys, guys have been back. on serious you lockdown. Need to come back. You've been, but you've been oh, back yeah. to the UK. You've got to come to Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you guys get off lockdown, we're allowed to come back up there. I'm sure. Exactly. We will. Exactly. Yeah. And there's some there's some really nice venues here as well that have been built in the last twenty years. So plenty of places to choose from to play. So <laughs> nice. So I think Kelly, have you got? Do you start with the first question? Yeah. So I'm going to take you right back to um, obviously making the band where we all discovered you guys from. Um, so just want to know what it was like living with the guys, becoming friends, but also kind of competing against them. Like, what was you, what do you remember about your um, time during the show? It's fun, It's funny you say that because like, that is what they kind of forced us to do, you know? It's like, yeah. like, yeah, we were competing against each other, but at the same time, we were just becoming kind of really close knit friends. So that was like one of the craziest, but really awesome things about it was because, I mean, that's what made it sad for, you know, the, the, the three that left, you know, because yeah. like we, we did become such like close friends in such a short period of time. Um, but it was, I mean, it was good. At the end of the day, we all knew what we were there for. We knew that was going to happen. So it was, it was good. And that's kind of the, the basis of why we're still together today and why we actually like get along. Cause we have that experience that we all went through together that really helped us mold each other as people. And like through the years, we've all learned like really how to communicate with each other, which is huge. That's like the biggest thing, I which we didn't know how to, which we didn't know how to do in the beginning. <laughs> I guess cause you are competing against your, each other. It is it's more passion cause you, you want it more. Um, so when, um, Ica left. It seemed to affect you quite significantly. Like a, you, it goes to your VT about how you thought he was a perfect <laughs> member. So when he left, did you automatically think, right, Danny's the perfect fit? Yeah, we all, we all, you know, Ika like he brought something to the table that we thought was like how it was supposed to be. But you know, once he left and we got Dan, we all chose Dan separately right. from each other too. We didn't even talk about it. Um, we all chose Dan out of, you know, thin air, never even saying anything. We never thought anybody was going to quit. We never were like, hey, if somebody yeah. quits, we do you think? Like, that day happened, and then that, you know, we were all sitting around, and we told the same person, Jay Moroz, we each told him separately who we wanted to be the fifth member if we were going to get one, and we all said Dan. So that, to me, it was like more of the he's supposed to be here type. Definitely. Uh, you can't imagine it with any other lineup now. To be yeah, honest. yeah. I don't know if it would have been. <laughs> I, I mean, whatever. You can't say that. Oh, I, I, it wouldn't have been the same. No, of course it wouldn't have been the same. But we wouldn't have known. We wouldn't have known it with Dan if he would have never left. So, but I think everything works out the way it's supposed to, and that definitely did because you know Dan's the man. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you feel like when you were told that Liquid Dreams was going to be your first single? Because I love the song, but I know you guys weren't too sure about it at first. Yeah, I mean, we liked the song because it was really catchy and we liked, you know, yeah. kind of how how risque it was and <clears throat> and how it was, you know, name dropping, you know, all the like stars that were out at the time. That was cool. 
But we're just like, whoa, this is like pretty sexy to be our first single. Like, <laughs> yeah. And you know, Clive, Clive's like, just trust me, just trust me. We're like, okay. I mean, I'm gonna trust Clive Davis for sure. Yeah, and it, it was definitely I, catchy. Yeah. It did, and I, I think I was around t- probably 12 or 13 years old at the time that Liquid Dreams came out. Um, and I, obviously, I didn't understand any of the meaning of the song or anything like that. But I, as you say, the name dropping element was like, whoa, that's cool. And then also, I, um, I loved yeah. the the singer method, the dancing, and everything. Uh, Jacob's, uh, you got man, the, the craziness yeah, yeah. of it. Oh, I loved all that. <laughs> I lo- absolutely loved all that. So I was all over that. Um, yeah. yeah, I have a question for you. Um, when O Town like disbanded, was it like an immediate snap back to go home to your families and and all of that yeah. kind of stuff, or was it? Were you still like you guys communicating as friends over the years until you? like got back together officially type of thing was it was it just nothing yeah it was so we were when we auditioned we were all in our separate lives right you know i was in college my third year of college and we all just got pulled like at the audition i was like one day i was at home next day i was there i didn't even have i didn't even have time to move my stuff out of where i was living like i didn't but you know my college roommate had to like take care of all that because i didn't I got pulled and I made it. And they're like, no, you're not, you don't get to go home and like, Dude, you're here now. Okay. So, so, and then we spent every waking second together for the next, you know, three and a half years. We only got like four days off a year. So wow. we're wow. literally under each other's skin every single <laughs> day, every minute, every second. And, you know, when, when we got dropped by our label after our second album came out, it was like, you know, let's just take, let's just breathe. <laughs> like, let's just, let's just get away from each other, you know, for a little bit. And, um, you know, we were like, oh, a year, you know, a year or two years. But then like everything changed in the music industry. And it was like, oh, well, yeah. like all the other bands went away. So how are we going to, you know, kind of fit? And then there was like the birthday calls or like, I'd come down and see Jacob occasionally randomly, but like, there wasn't really a lot of like, it wasn't like a, a friendship. Like we weren't hanging out or anything. Yeah um that's what that's why i'm happiest about like us getting back together like we you know the fans thank us like oh thank you so much for getting back together and doing this and we're like no thank you because if if we didn't have you that were here doing this showing up for us like these friendships that i had that were so strong that kind of like you know went away have now become like the strongest they've ever been like these are my guys like now it's 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 you know it'll never be we'll never be apart like how we were when we broke up again yeah and it's crazy it's crazy it's crazy how it worked out as well that like a lot of bands go away and then reform and it's not always the same especially you know just the four of you this time ashley isn't part of the band but you guys have like it's like you're a different band now you've like completely changed and it's and it worked as well like when you guys came back with um skydive i love that song that was such a good choice for a first comeback song and then just the, the, that album was fantastic. And then this new album is just so killer. It's just a totally different band now. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. We, uh, you know, we appreciate that, appreciate that for sure. Because that was the thing was like when we came back together in the time apart, you know, there was a lot of good things that happened, especially to each of us individually in our growth in our growth musically, professionally, just as people, you know, Jacob went and did, went to business school, you know, when we got back together, he's like, I want to manage the band. I want to do all the stuff that a manager would do because that's what I just went to school with. His brain works that way. And we're like, yeah, for sure. Go ahead. 
you know, he has our best interest in mind. We don't got to worry about getting, you know, yeah, screwed definitely. off, you know, and, and yeah. then, you know, Dan went and did graphic design and he does all of our merchandise and all of our designs and everything like the line circle simple, but like, oh, wow, I didn't you know. know. That. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like Eric did a lot of production, um, like in TVs and stuff. So now his like camera vision and the stuff that like all the videos and stuff that we did, that's like his eye and the <laughs> styling and all that stuff. And I continued to like perform and do more stage stuff and like choreography. And like, so when we got back together, it was like, we almost had all each of our hats for, for the business, yeah. you know, and, and, and it just kind of like fit perfectly. And then we, you know, we got skydive and we reproduced that and like made it our own. And then it's like, look, I was like, I'm the luckiest dude. I'm in the band with three like super dope ass talented musicians, like guys that write dope songs. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, this whole last album, we wrote all of it. We wrote half of Lines and Circles. This is a real stamp of who Old Town is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. before it was like the old boy band, Cookie, you know, every, you know, Clive got all the songs for us. So yeah. sing this one, yeah. sing that one, sing this one. We started to write a little bit in the second album and show that we could write songs. We got a lot of songs on our second album. We got more on our second album than like Backstreet wrote on any of their albums, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And so, you know, so then when we got back together, it was, it was really imperative and we really wanted to write and be a part of like most, you know, all of it. And that's what we've done. And like you said, this, this feels the, the most like O-Town and the most like us. And that's, you know, that's what we love. Yeah. I got to ask you as well, um, I because I'm a singer as well as we all are all three of us sing and nice. I've noticed that um back in the old days I mean you've always sounded great but in the old days you sang you sang very I mean you're obviously younger you sang a lot softer and I've been in a boy band myself and, and we we never got signed we almost did but I remember recording in London and the producer telling me you need to sing a certain way because the way you're singing is not going to you, you, you want to sell a record you need to sing this way and he made me sing a way that I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable with, but it was just how they wanted me to sing. So I, now, like listening to you now, vocally now, you're incredible. But I just wondered if it was like that back then. Were you told how to sing? Um, it, you weren't necessarily told how. I mean, but in the studio, the, those producers who wrote the song, you know, and are producing the vocals, definitely wanted to sound the way they wanted to sound. Yeah. You know, and they have their certain really way. And, and yeah, I mean, kind of what you're saying in a way for sure um and once again yeah like you're saying now it's we do that to our you know we're the ones producing yeah, cool. you guys song. know what you're capable of doing so right. you know right. there's no the yeah. singer should always have a say if the singer's compassionate is, is is passionate about what they do they should be the ones choosing you know the way it's supposed to be sang and who sings which right. parts as well absolutely like backstreet back I mean, do the same I, I remember asking them at a sound check once about you know like how do you guys decide that who sings what and kevin said in the old days, we were just told, like, you three are going to sing the leads. You guys aren't really going to do a whole lot. But now it's different. Like, now they, they each take a part, and it works so much better. Everyone right. gets, a, gets a, you know, a little bit of limelight. Yeah, yeah. We've always, we've always been like that just because how we were put together. Um, so we've always kind of, like, spread it out. But now we just have more of a pulse on who sounds good where, who's going to do what better than somebody else. I mean, you know, it's like as soon as the song's written, you know, we're like, oh, yeah, you're going to do that. You're going to do that. We're going to do that. You throw this on there. Like, and it's just seamless. Whereas before it was like we were fighting for parts. And I want to yeah. sing that. I want to <laughs> sing that. I want to. Yeah. You know, that's how it used to be. It's not. I like remember that. that Mike's brother, Martin, is was actually my, my boy band because I'm a few years older than Mike. And uh, I remember he was the one all the girls loved. 
and he didn't sing a whole lot. <laughs> but, so we used to occasionally, like, we used to mm. actually, we used to cover Girl on TV by LFO. And I would sing the lead on that on that song. And then it gets to the bit where, uh, at the risk of sounding cheesy. And Martin used to sing that bit and he'd sing it. And the, the crowd, all the girls would either rock and it's, it was <laughs> as a teenager. She'd be like, I'm singing this whole song. He's got one line and you're going to scream at him. There is now. I wouldn't care because it's like, well, if they're buying our records, like it, I, I'm getting a cut of that. So I don't really care. But back then it was like we were fighting. It was like an ego thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we are, uh, we're very blessed to not have those band discrepancies anymore. Like we don't, we just don't, we don't have those little petty fights anymore. Just, yeah. You, you definitely grow out of it. That's it's like definitely like an immature thing for sure. Yeah. So uh, with, with Ashley, I, I just wondered like if he one day decided, you know what, I wouldn't mind getting back on stage with the boys. Would you guys entertain the idea of that? Even if it was just a one-off, like, you know, join us for a show, like come and join us. We'll sing some of the old songs. And then I, I think, I think, Possibly for like that situation, for a nostalgic type thing. If, yeah. You know, Clive Davis was like getting a, some type of award and they wanted everyone to come and sing those songs. Like, we would, you know, hey, Ash, you want to come do this with us? We'll do all or nothing. We'll do like yeah, the dream. I think that would be nice. like, Yeah. I mean, he, yeah, he, he, you know, he's, he doesn't want to be in, in the band anymore. And yeah. like the band, the band's different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To, you you totally to be going back, backwards. If he rejoined if now, he you guys back, would be going backwards. It, like it would be. It's not. It wouldn't necessarily be going backwards. It would. It would just be a, another. Shift. It would be another huge shift. So we went from here, and then we grew and became four, and came here, and then it wouldn't just become five and be here. No, it'd become five, and it'd have to turn again. We'd have to like almost. It'd have to be like a whole new reinvention, really, because yeah, he's completely different. We're completely different. You know, it would just. You know, but yeah, for nostalgic purposes and like, yeah, doing something for the fans because I'm sure they would love to see it. Oh, yeah. um, I think that would, I think that would be awesome. I mean, yeah, I would I would love to entertain. That. Yeah, that would be nice. Maybe one day. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. So obviously, you, you did the show, and then you shot to fame. So it must have been a whole crazy thing for you. <clears throat> what was it? You toured with um, Britney, and I think that was your first arena tour. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so th- what was that like going from? college to to readers in such a short period of time yeah i mean that was amazing that was like the you know that's the that was the natural progression that like you know backstreet in sync that they kind of took like they were doing smaller venues smaller venues for quite a long time and then they just shot up and started doing arenas we never could do them on our own we never got that big but you know before like i remember so we played um this Penn State University, which is in Pennsylvania. We played yeah. this university. It's a nice, it's called the Bryce Jordan Center. It's an arena. We played there with O-Town, but they had to like, you know, they cut it in half. Yeah. So, so like the stage is yeah. here. The whole arena is this big. Our stage started like about right here. And then we did the Britney tour and we got to come back to that place and like, you know, yeah. do the whole, yeah. do the whole thing. <laughs> and that was like, you know, so yeah. we were doing, we, we were doing like half. <clears throat> But then yeah. to go to go out and be in front of that crowd that Brittany brought every night. I mean, we brought some of it, obviously, too. Uh, that was definitely the best the best tour like experience that we had back then, just because it was surreal, man. Like being in that in the round, like just hearing all this, like it was crazy. That was so fun. And we used to get dragged under the stage. I don't know if you saw that tour, but she yeah. had that was like with the snake and she had that real long catwalk. She had like she oh, had like yeah, a yeah, I know what you yeah. mean. She had a catwalk, and then there was a stage at the 
out at the end of the catwalk. We got to perform on the catwalk. She got all this, and then we got the we got this oh, you little just catwalk. Got the, you just got the catwalk. That's it, right? <laughs> but we used to, but wow. we, used to, we used to pop out of the we used to pop out of the catwalk. On oh, that's that's, cool. that's how we started. We popped out. We popped out of it, and then the lights would come on. It's awesome. Cool. So wow. we used to have to get we used to have to get pulled under the stage by like these pulleys. We would be like partnered up, two of us, and we'd be under the stage, wow. like going under the catwalk. They're pulling us with these ropes, wow. and then we like crawl up. Oh, I can't even so imagine fun. the adrenaline rush. Yeah. And then what an entrance path for the lights are on. Yeah, that'd be a great entrance. Yeah. Um, so you've also you've you've managed to keep the fans interested for all these years, and you've even got a, a special celebrity fan in James Corden um, appearing on the late late show. I would absolutely love for you guys to do a carpool karaoke. Oh, that would be <laughs> oh, so yeah. fun. What can we do to make this happen? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You have to, you have to make us bigger celebrities. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, right, fans, if you're listening. No, the thing is, though, I don't even think it works like that because James loves you guys. He does. But he also loves, I don't know if you, you must have heard of Take That, a boy band from uh, the UK. Of course. Yeah. He's good friends with Gary Barlow and he loves Take That. And Take That, I've done a, a carpool karaoke. I don't know if it was, maybe it was shown in the States. I don't know. But he, he like he flew them over and they they did it. So it doesn't even matter whether you're big in, in America or not, or like you know, really me- mega famous. Yeah, take that on that big in America, are they? I don't yeah. know. I would, I'd love for that to happen. Well, fingers crossed. It's in the universe. It's in the universe. One time, one time he did like he did an 80s special where it was like a bunch of like 80s artists all on the one episode. In fact, I think Brian Adams was asked to do it and kicked off because he wanted his own one. He didn't want to be part of it with everyone else. That's, <laughs> oh, yeah. that's what I heard. But maybe if he did like a you know a late nineties, early two thousands one, I'm sure he would call you guys. That would be so fun. Yeah, yeah. that'd be fun for sure. That would be awesome. <laughs> do, doing his show was incredible. I mean, we the whole time we were you know number one song, all or nothing, Liquid Dreams. Like we never did any of the late night shows. So that was our that was our first one. So to be able to do that was pretty oh, yeah. cool. Really, really cool. Yeah, we did like Good Morning America, like a bunch of times, and like Regis and Kelly and stuff. But um, yeah, that that James Corden was fun. <laughs> so did he ask? Did he request special for you guys to come on, or did you guys reach out to him? Yeah, it was a combination of both. We've been talking about trying to get on there for a long time. We had our publicists just finally hit him up, and they finally got a date where we could make it work. <laughs> Amazing! That's yeah. awesome. So I got to ask about All or Nothing, and um, that's like you know oh, yeah. such an amazing song. When that when that was first presented to you guys, did you realize how like that it was going to become like one of the biggest ballads in the world? I mean, we knew that that song was incredible, but nobody nobody knew it was going to be that. I mean, no way. You can't. Yeah. You pray for that. I mean, it's, in the moment, you're just like, "What's happening? This is really becoming that." Because you're, you're around. You're gone all the time and everyone's like dude they play your song all the time like it's like really i think it's like you know you hear these songs now that are played on the radio all the time you're like god i heard it again and it's like well that was us like we yeah, did yeah. that yeah we did that but yeah i remember when when he played it for us he played us liquid dreams okay that's what that's how that's how he was like look you guys get to do this song if you do liquid <laughs> dreams and we're like okay okay <laughs> okay Okay, he, he, played, he played them for us back to back, and yeah, it was just the piano and the the demo singer, and it was that was uh, that was crazy, man. I mean, God, that song is amazing. It's the only reason why it's the only reason why we're still on tour. That song was like um, special to me as well because that we used to cover that one right. when I was in the band that I was in, 
And we want we want a bunch of competitions doing that. In fact, we actually want. I need to go and grab it. There's an award over there. We want. It was a it was a battle of the bands <laughs> competition in Liverpool, and it was on the stage. The Beatles are performing. I remember that. Did you go to it? Yeah, of course. I, th- I think your dad might have done the sound for that. Anyway, um, it was for the Roy Castle Lung Cancer Foundation, and we we won. We came first, and we won by doing all or nothing. We got the show. That was amazing. Yeah. yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I had to tell you that. I was like, when he comes on, I've got to tell him that. You know. So thank you for the song. Thank you for making it so big. I love yeah. the fact yeah. you've got the awards. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. pride and joy, man. Fantastic. Took it all the way to Canada with him in his little suitcase. <laughs> I did, yeah. yeah, for me, it was like, obviously, growing up, it was a, in a very pop house. It was Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, and then you guys come along with that stuff and starting to figure out that harmonies existed with the Backstreet Boys and so on. So then by the time All or Nothing comes back, I have it as a fond memory for me because it's. I kind of feel, I was saying to the guys before you came on, it feels like one of the first songs where I felt like I was actually really starting to nail what vocal harmonies were. If you know yeah, yeah. And I, even to this day, when that song comes on, I'm whacking the harmonies. I don't sing lead. I'm all over the harmonies. So it's interesting. With the demo, I, I didn't plan this question, but with the demo, when you were saying, you mentioned the demo, was that with the the harmony arrangements on top or was it really quite basic and roaring? And basic, just the lead, it? just the lead and the piano. That was it. No strings, no drums, just piano and the vocals. The, the lead vocal, that's it. That in itself is powerful, isn't it? When you can have the, the arrangement so raw and the vocal so yeah. raw and it still makes your ears prick up and go, ooh, there's something yeah. about that. Absolutely. So, so I've touched on it then, as there was a band, Backstreet Boys and NSYNC, were obvious influences in the early days um, back then. Would they still have been major drivers in your own musical influences if you'd have not been performing as part of O-Town? So would they really have influenced the sound as much for yourself, maybe specifically? For me personally, at that time, like when I auditioned for O-Town was when they were at their biggest. That's when they were at peak. I was the one dude in college that was like, yo, Backstreet Boys, sync, like, let's go. I loved all that. Like, I didn't have a choice. I was like, I went to Backstreet Boy concert like a month before I auditioned for O-Town. Like, I sat in the third row. I was, you know, like, oh my God, I want to do that. I, you know, and <laughs> yeah. hey, there we go. Um, uh, but I don't know as far as like, as, uh, as our sound was concerned, if they were like as much of an input on that because we were trying so hard to like, you know, be our own, be our yeah. own way. And so, um, but yeah, I mean, after you get in it and they become your, your peers, it's kind of like, what? Like, how is this guy like my peer? What do you mean? It's just, it was, it was weird. It was weird. Although I, I didn't feel like their peer ever until like now. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like back, like back then, I never felt like we were like, you know. Yeah, you're just looking back on it now in hindsight. It's, yeah, it's, I just just kind of felt like we we're the, the redheaded stepchild. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. And talking of all the bands, um, you guys on this Pop 2000 tour, you do this the, the little set with Brad from LFO. <clears throat> I mean, we we know Brad. Me and Mike, we we've, we've got our own band. It's called Eucadian. It's uh, it's like a pop, like it's like a pop. What would you call it? Basically, uh, it's early 2000s pop, but still it's almost now, like an basically... boy band, isn't it? Almost. Yeah, yeah. So we, anyway. do, we do music for the enjoyment of it now, rather than yeah. trying to make a career yeah. out of yeah, it. We so, so, it do so. Yeah, so do we. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there's one track we've actually done with Brad. It's, it's an older song I wrote years ago, and Brad's written a rap for it and recorded it, and it's, we can't wait to release it. We, it's, we're still working on the EP at the moment, but... Um, yeah, I just wanted to say that what you guys do 
with that set, it's so nice because like that Brad has got, he's in a position that no other artist from around his, from around your time is in really like not even the Beatles are in that position to be the only surviving member of a band. Yeah. Like, so it's almost like without that, he, what's he, what's he got it? What's he going to do? And but to get, be able to get up on stage with you guys and still do what he, what he's so good at doing. It's really yeah. nice. It's just really nice that you guys, you know, you, I don't know how it came about. I guess that's the question. How did it come about? Because uh, yeah. it's just awesome. Yeah. So back in the day, obviously like uh, Rich Cronin, his brother, Mike was our manager. So, yes. and then Lou, you know, Lou probably, we met them through there and then, um, you know, we got signed to Clive because they were signed with Clive. Nice. So Clive signed, signed them and then signed us. And Rich kind of did a bunch of writing sessions with us. Me in particular, um, really just kind of helped us with, with the writing process and everything. And they were just like, they were like our big brothers. They were the ones that like, they were the band that was out that we actually had contact with, that we could actually like reach out to and talk to, like who we saw on a regular basis. Like we never saw Backstreet Boys or NSYNC. Like we didn't see them a lot i'd see them out like at the club whatever we'd say what's up but like we actually like hung and, and with them and so when we we're putting together pop 2000 tour you know when brad and Devin had brought lfo back yeah you know that was always the plan was for, for them to go out with us um after they did their first tour and obviously brad you know god rest his soul uh, uh Devin, excuse me um you know passed and then it was like look guys like we could still bring them out and what if we kind of like you know, it's like a tribute. We'll kind of like bring them out and do the songs and we can pass the, you know, pass those, um, the verses between us and, you know, Brad can do the raps and it just kind of, it felt like it would work great. And, and it does. It's awesome. We love being able to do it. Those are our brothers and they like, you know, they did so much for us and, and we, we, we love, we love that. That's one of my favorite moments of the show every night because you see the joy it brings like, to the people that are listening, like the fact that they get to hear that this song, yeah. you know, these songs that, that we do when he comes out. So it's, it's and his like his, his number one purpose is to is to honor um, Rich and Devin, and he's getting a right. chance to do that. And of course, there's, there's going to be a lot of people in the audience that don't know that two of the guys have passed. So it's also Correct. letting everybody know, you know, and it's it's just so nice. I've only seen it online. I've never, unfortunately, not been able to see a, a live performance of it, but. It just works really well. Like you, it's again, it's almost like a different band. Like when he's when he's up there with you, it's he just fits in with you guys. It's it's really nice to see. Right. You do gel well together, the two bands, definitely. Oh, um, thank you. Yeah. Speaking of collaborations, who is on the ultimate Trevor wish list to collaborate with? The <laughs> Trevor wish list. <laughs> yeah, Trevor. Trevor wish list. You know, I would, I would love, I would. <laughs> I'd love more than I'd love to do a song with Will Smith. I would just I just would because yeah. oh he's you know, brilliant, isn't he? My like my solo music is so much like his kind of in my own like way, um, and he's been a he's been an inspiration of mine since I was you know since he came out since DJ Jazzy Jeff and the, and the Fresh Prince. I mean he's just a so that would be you know like that, but um, you know I would love to work with Pharrell. You know oh yeah he's um, brilliant. So is you know, Miami an influence on Sin City? Yeah, yes, very much. It's got, yeah, it's got so, a bit of a vibe. I love the song, by the way. When I wrote when I wrote Sin City, I said I wanted to be like Miami, except about Vegas. I wanted to have that same feel, and <laughs> I, I think it does. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, does. yeah it, does. <laughs> it does. Now that's an old song, isn't it? You wrote that in two thousand and four, was I it? I wrote that in like two thousand. 
five, four or five. Yeah. Wow. I wrote, I wrote the, I wrote the chorus and I wrote different verses and a different bridge. Yeah, I feel but like I heard the original like on MySpace or something back in the day. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so what made I you decide to, re to revamp it now and like bring it up back up to date? Because it never, to me, it never lived how it should have lived. Like it never got the, it never, it never really came out, you know? Yeah. And I just, I knew that with, with the way that I rap now with the band and everything, I knew that I wanted to redo the, the verses and the bridge but I always knew that that chorus was undeniable. And I always knew, like, I just, I wanted to get with the producer and kind of beef it up, make it funkier. But I always just wanted to release that song. I just love it. I mean, I love Vegas. I, mean, <laughs> I was going to say, it's got to be that you love Vegas. <laughs> I do. Look at this. I have, a, I have a Patreon, my Patreon Zoom tonight with all of my, like, top tiers. And we're going to play Wits and Wages. Oh. It's a story about, it's a game about Las Vegas. Actually, it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, my friend Vegas, Vegas baby, like my friend, <laughs> my friend Stephanie is actually one of your patrons. She's she told me that she was doing that with you tonight. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Not to mention the fact that Gav, where we come from, Birkenhead, is called where we're from, Birken oh, Vegas. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, we we come from a place called Birkenhead, which is just outside of Liverpool. And the locals call it Bacon Vegas because it's so run down and just like it, it's nothing like Las Vegas, basically. That's the joke. <laughs> right. That's what they call it. Right. We just tell where we live. No? I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. We're really, really good at skitting at ourselves, basically. That's why I left, Kel. That's why, that's why I don't live there anymore. <laughs> um, okay. So just talking about your solo stuff, do you plan on, on doing a full album or maybe an EP? I still don't know. I have a lot of songs. Um, you know, I have like my next song I know is already ready to come out after. I, but Sin City's going to be out for a minute because I want to yes. like, yeah, yeah, really give it its due. And like, I know it's not, you know, it's not going to be a, never going to be on the radio all the time. But um, we're hoping that, you know, the right people hear it maybe in Las Vegas. And, you know, oh, uh, but yes, the answer, the answer is yes. I just don't know if it's going to be an album or an EP. I don't know. I think you well, definitely Mike, should. It's a Mike's fun style isn't it yeah well mike's logic is doing ep because it's quicker yeah or just keep doing songs just a song yeah. A song, a song. <laughs> yeah that's what i would do i would do a song or a song or a song or a song because i yeah. just go oh this song's amazing i want to put it out but yeah, then gavin's like i really want gavin goes i really want to do like an album and I'm, so my compromise was Let's do an EP then. EP, like, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I, I see the I see the positive in both, and I see the yeah. negative in both. I see why people want to do like the EP and just like or the song, 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 song. But I'm old school, and you know I love singles. The beauty like, of it is, as well, is you can decide what you want to do because the music industry's changed so much. You can pick what oh, you right. want and put it out whenever. Yeah. For sure. Like that's why we're able to do this. We, we wouldn't be able to get a record deal. We're just doing it for fun and putting it out there. Never say never. Me too. Me too. That's why I never, you know, came out with anything. <laughs> you know, I couldn't get get. You know, so it's like now it's I, nice I, space I, to start. I did now. I did now. Luckily, but yeah, it's like you can just release anything on your own now. It's great. I love it. I yeah. love it. Such yeah, a good thing about social media, isn't it? Just being able to market yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and talk to the people that want to talk to you. Exactly. So I was I was going to ask about like touring, like some solo shows, but I guess you probably don't know yet with the obviously not having any, any other. Recording yeah, we're, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I got to, um, you know, get with some people. And I've been already talked to Matt. Um, 
Uh, we're trying to get some stuff together. So yeah, definitely stay tuned for some solo Trevor performances for sure. That'll be excellent. Do like a live stream so we can all watch you. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so moving slightly away from singing, I believe that you dabble a little bit in um, comedy. I love comedy and you do a bit of stand up. Do you um, <laughs> uh-huh. do you pull from your life experiences to, to basically? Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm definitely a um, pull from life experience, tell stories of things that have happened to me, why they happened, how they kind of turned me into the way I am or fun stuff that, you know, like. Yeah, just definite life experience. I, I've, I've been super busy. I have I haven't had to put that on hold because I got our music. O-Town yeah. touring, I'm trying to do my stuff. So um, that's the one thing I'm like, I can, you know, like kind of put on the back for a little bit. Um, I'm glad I did it. It was the the thing that I feel like I can do for forever. Something I would want to do forever. Um, so yeah, the answer is yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, will I was going to say, are you going to, oh, you will continue. Okay, that was the next question. <laughs> so I... I'm going to jump back a little bit because this is more of a personal one for me. I've I've been producing music, not obviously professionally, since I was probably about 15, uh, quite a long time now. Um, so I really want to know what your creative process looks like now and how that differs to when the band first got together, what, you know, when you're writing or when you're in the studio, anything really, like what software do you use? You can, it can be anything, just it's me being nosy well, and also I- kind of like... <laughs> you know. yeah. yeah for me i like i just well for me the writing usually comes i don't do anything i don't do any production right mm-hmm. so for me the writing is all coming from lyric and melody for me and so i like to hear tracks and yeah. i get inspired i get inspired by a track oh i like like so i'm i'm the guy that's like oh send me 10 tracks and i'll you know i'll pick one and then that'll inspire a mood and i'll be like oh this is then i decide on a topic um oh i want to talk about this and like i think but from then and now what has changed the most is just my ability of uh rhythms and cadences and different melodies like i was very straightforward before whereas like i'm just a little bit more broad now i can i can do a lot more um as far as mixing up like i said cadences rhythms and you know jumping around and doing stuff like that Um, but the creative process to me is the best. I mean, I love being in the studio and coming up with stuff on the spot, or, you know, sitting in the, with the producer. And, like, I love that. That's when the best stuff that's comes a, on, on that's, the spot. That's, that's that, kind of like how we work, isn't it? So yeah. I, I will tinker about, make a little melody or something. It's probably two or three bars worth of loop at first because I'll, right. I'll put all the rest of it around. But then I'll be like, I'll send that as an idea seed to Gavin. Just say, here's a little idea seed for you. And then because of the time difference, I'll have a voice note on my phone at 7 a.m. in the morning from Gavin right. Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. be like, exactly. I've got this wicked vocal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's great. Cool. That's exactly. how it comes together. Um, so I also seen that you actually act, and I didn't know you act. You literally do everything. You, I don't know how you managed to do all this stuff, but you. I, I know you did. I know you did a movie um, last year. Um, yeah. Chasing time. I haven't unfortunately been. I haven't been able to find it. I've looked everywhere online. I've seen that it was oh, on Amazon. It's on Prime. Amazon Prime. But it's yeah. only on US. Canada's is different. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I can't get it. I need to try and figure out how to get a VPN working yeah. so I can watch you. Yeah, I don't have any control over that. Sorry. 
Oh, yeah, the, thing is that the trailer so the trailer looks fantastic and like it really shows that you, you actually have a real good talent for acting oh thank you man i appreciate it i appreciate that um yeah it was um so i and when i grew up i used to play sports and then i would like dance entertain and like you know i was like i really like this and so in high school i started taking drama um, yeah and so i did like a bunch of school plays and then i actually in college that was my major my major was theater so I took a ton of acting stuff and then in LA I've taken like seven years of acting class, and, you know, yeah. I definitely, that's the other thing I, you know, would want to do forever as well. I'll, I'll be doing a lot of things for a lot of times. I want to do everything. <laughs> yeah, I want to keep doing it. I want to keep doing yeah. it. I was talking to, uh, Band to music, solo music, stand up comedy, acting. Yeah. And it works. You're making it work. Why not? Yeah. I was talking to my friend Stephanie before, one of your patrons, and I said, like, since I've been doing like research on Trevor, I've realized like how talented he is because you don't you don't see exactly everything you can do just from listening to O Town. When you listen right. to your solo stuff, you find out that you, you you write all your own stuff as well, and then just the acting. And then Kelly mentioned you do stand up. I'm like, how does he how does he manage to do all this stuff? It's incredible. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, Thank man, you. it's inspiring. It really is. Thank you. That's great. Thank you for saying that. So we do have a fun game to play with you. Uh, and we, we, we're going to wrap it up soon, by the way. So this game is, um, we've never played this before, but it's basically, <laughs> it's English slang terms. We just want to see, because you, you've traveled the world and, you know, I'm sure you're very <laughs> cultured. <laughs> we just want to see if you know what some of these sayings mean. Okay. So we, I think we're each going to ask like one each and just, just see if you can figure out what you think it means. Okay. Hell, you can go first. Okay, The Rock did answer this. <laughs> so we'll see if you come up with a similar um, response. Wind your necking is the phrase. Say it again. <laughs> wind your necking. Wind your necking? Yeah. yeah. Like wind, wind your, neck your neck in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think it means like, hey, bring it back. Settle down a little bit. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wind your neck in. Bring it down. Bring it down yeah. a little bit. That's good. Smarter. You That's get a point. Correct. That's correct. The Rock had a very different answer. Yeah, the Rock. The Rock, <laughs> it was, the, the, the rock thought it was about masturbation. <laughs> oh, wind your. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we thought That's we'd have to ask that one. Uh, <laughs> on, oh, mine doesn't get. You want me to go next? Go on, go. Okay. Yeah, go on. Mine no, is... I, I, you want to go I'm, next? I'm worried about, I'm worried about mine because on the back of that, mine seems potentially a bit rude as well, but it's oh, not. Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you Trevor go first care. then. Anyway, uh, my one is um, fl flog your own grandmother. Flog your own grandmother. Yeah. Um, like you'd flog your own grandmother, you. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you... Like, you're just disgusting. How could you do that? I can't believe you would do that. You'd flog your own grandmother. That You're so bad. You're so rude. It's so terrible. You'd flog your grandmother. That's not bad. But That's like, I guess, off. first of all, the it's the word, the word flog. Like, if you, the word flog in the UK means, because obviously the old fashioned term yeah. is to like hit, like you'd flog right. a dead horse is another saying, like you'd, you'd hit. But in, in England now, it means to sell. So it's basically saying you'd sell your own grandmother. Oh yeah, so you're a terrible so, person, basically. Yeah, yeah. basically, you'd, you'd do anything for money. You'd sell your own grandmother. Yeah, you, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Are you not doing bad at this, Trevor? Not too bad. Yeah, I know. Not All bad. Right. 
This is impressive. I've got two to choose from, and I'm, I'm torn which one. I think I'll go for this one. Um, <laughs> give me a tinkle on the blower. <laughs> well, I think I know what that means, and I want one right now. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And it's not. And it's not rude. It's not. It's fellatio, correct? No. <laughs> no. No. Well, sounds like fellatio. No, but I know. That's what you think it means. It means basically. <laughs> it means give me a call. So in in the UK, blower is the phone. So give me oh. a tinkle means give me a call on yeah, the phone. Tinkle is give me a tinkle on, on the, the phone. Blower. Oh, I can't wait to say that. Give me a tinkle on the blower. I gotta write this one down. <laughs> Do you think we should give have one more round? My uh, uh, I, my sister, my sister is getting married next Saturday, and um, he's from Manchester. Oh, cool! Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you should use some of these on him then. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm going to, that's the northwest. You see, that's not far from where we're from. Give me a tinkle yeah, on the blower. About an hour away from us. Do you think we got time for one more round? Yeah, we can. One, one more. One more. Okay, okay. taking the piss. <laughs> <laughs> Taking, taking a piss? Taking, taking the piss. Taking the piss. <laughs> yeah. Um, taking the like I would say that's like uh like basically everyone's making fun of you, like you're taking the piss. Like everyone's yes! everyone's yes! hard on you. Gold star, Trevor. That's it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's fun. Let's see if you can get this one. Um what one we would we go with? I think we'll go with gobshite. Gobshite? Gobshite. <laughs> he says it so well. <laughs> Use it in a sentence, please. Yeah. Um, Mikey, Mikey is a gobshite. <laughs> a gobshite. And so is uh, Kelly as well sometimes. No, no. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Um, a gobshite. <laughs> I, cheap? No. A cheap person? You're a no. gobshite? It basically means you're full of you're full of shit. I got full yeah. Of shit, yeah. Because gob right. is another word for mouth. <laughs> is right oh, you're gobshite. You're yeah, yeah. We say shite. Gobshite. Shit. Love that. Gobshite. So it can be a, quite a term of endearment, though, can't it? Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go on, you're Mike. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> and then <laughs> my final one is uh, a few sandwiches short of a picnic. Few sandwiches short of a picnic. Okay. Um, I mean, that has to be like, I mean, you're like, you're, you're, you're almost, you're almost perfect. You're, you're, you're there, but, or, or you're like the, not the sharpest tool in the shed. You're done. You're a couple of sandwiches. You got it. Nailed it. Wow. That <laughs> is impressive. That? We got to tell him as well about what you were saying earlier, Mike, about um, if it's past tense, it doesn't matter what you oh, say. Yeah. I mean, you're drunk. So does there's a neat trick in England where if you, you can take any word from past tense uh, or add the letters ED to the end of it, and it means you're drunk. So you could say pissed, I was totally pissed. Or uh -huh. you could say I was hammered, which would mean you were drunk. Or you could pick something completely random like... Um, I was completely oh, I was, last night. Yeah, I was, oh, you just put an ED on the end of whatever. Yeah. 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 No, matter, uh, no matter what it is, I was papered last night. <laughs> oh, I was pictured. I was pictured. Yeah. yeah. I was, yeah. was pictures. Bloody picture. Bloody, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
It's yeah, a thing, a thing. I noticed that when you say thing, you say thing. Like yeah, a, like that, that's more of a thing. southern thing. That's not a thing. It's not a thing. Yeah, that's more <laughs> if you're down from Yeah, London, that's London, like. where Liverpool, so they're slightly oh, different. Oh, okay, so that's the, okay, see, those are the little, that's like the New York, Boston, like, the yes. you're like, no, you sound the same. No, we don't. We don't. <laughs> yeah. Most people Absolutely. think we're Australian because we don't have a London accent, don't they, when we're... A- I get that all the time. People here go, oh, you're from Australia. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I you're have- from America. And they're like, no, I'm Canadian. Well, now you know how I feel. Right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay, I do man, have so- one final question before we okay, let go you on. go. Kelly's got the final question. So it's, it's a good one to end <laughs> the show with. What's the one thing that you haven't achieved yet that you'd like to? Oh, <laughs> I shoot for the stars. It's called an EGOT, but I call it the GOAT. Okay. So, oh, okay. So they call it the EGOT, which is an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, <laughs> and a Tony, right? Okay. I want to call it a GOAT. I don't know why they don't call it the G-O-T-E. They call it an okay. EGOT. I don't know who came up with that. They thought they were cool, but they're really not. Goat. Well, why so not? It's the Grammy, the Oscar, the Tony, and the Emmy. That's, that's perfect. a good aim. Yeah, that's the best nice. answer we probably answer that. Yeah. for the stars. I agree. Yeah. Perfect. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Trevor, for giving us your time and doing this with us. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, guys. I had a blast. Thanks one, for one final, one final question. Would it be okay? And feel free to say no. Would it be okay if we play the episode out with your tracks in City? Of course. Excellent. Please do. We shall do that. Um, Please do. Please thanks, do. Man. And yeah. hopefully you'll get you'll be able to get back on tour in Canada soon and I'll be able to come see you at a live show. For sure. Thanks, man. You, me and Kelly will be waiting. Me and Kelly will be waiting in the UK. Thank you. I'm almost I'm half related to you now, you know. Yeah. Of course. I have I'll have family from the UK in my family. Exactly. And we're all gobshites. <laughs> Take it easy, Trevor. Right, Thank you. Hey, give me a tinkle on the blower, all right? I'll see you guys later. <laughs> Thank you. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye. Contemplating sin, it's alright Squad's ready, on the prowl Party bus stripper phone for the in crowd We shooting those on braids with the homies Trusting crews at the marquee doorway We walking right in, but we strutting slowly Eye contact with some ladies looking lonely Look up, look up, we can hook up, hook up Grab two martinis, make them shook up, shook up Lance hit the top floor, got it booked up, booked up Tell your girl it's on and popping and it's best if they all come and link up Slick shoes, slick shades, you know I came to play Super freak in the sheets, modern day Rick James all lined up let the party begin, that's right, we in the city of sin ha. What happens here stays here in Sin City Leave all your troubles here in Sin City You always have your wife at home You always have your man at home You know you're doing something wrong And that's why it's called Sin City Round two, we about to do 
it again. We got some new girls with new friends. Huh? And if I ask you to pass through, just know that we having tight times with loose ends. So come and get your drink on, get your freak on. I like you in the back with your black pink on. And you in the plaid with your matching thumps. Go run into the DJ to play this song. Right now we turning up. Ain't no coming down. Wanna see what's up? Take a look around. One piece, two piece. Bikinis on the pretty women. Look, they trying to send. Look, I'm trying to get it in. So I flip in the pit mode and slide over to what looks like a nympho. It's all happening just like I planned it. For that Las Vegas, I'm your number one fan. What happens here stays here in Tim City. Leave all your troubles. Money, 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 money